Welcome to the Toy Talk Guys podcast. I'm Strick. And I'm Motel. We're here to bring you everything happening in the world of toys. We're talking action figures, Lego, video games, and anything else that catches our eye. On today's podcast, we've got some quick mentions to go through. Then we've got our meteor discussion topics. We've got some Gator Golf and Don't Make Daddy making the list. That's right. We've got some Wendy's toys in the mix, some Hot Wheels Ultra Hots, and some Super 7, man. Motel, how are you feeling in 2023, my friend? I am feeling great, dude. I mean, we had to we had to reschedule the the cast recording a couple of times, but the point is, we're here. Uh, we're we're in 2023. We made it. Got some some kiddos in the mix now, and that's going to start impacting our content a little bit as we go into this new year and, and moving forward. A lot of the stuff that's coming in the Strick household, and I know the same for Motel, is uh, it's a lot a lot more like kitty focused toys, uh, which is again still toys, still talking toys. Uh, but you might see more of that mixed in here as we talked about some of these toys. It's more of what we might be buying for our kids um, coming in the door. So if you like that kind of stuff, if you're a parent as well, or just you know buying any, any of these other things, I think it's going to ultimately mean more variety on the cast, more things we're talking about. It's not going to be locked in solely on the stuff that we like talking about, which is mostly Lego and action figures. There will still be that, of course, but uh, you'll get a nice mixture here. All right, man. Without further ado, why don't we... Hop into some quick mentions here. First to 2023. What do you got for us? I am bringing on Hasbro for our first quick mention of 2023. And I am basically pandering to the Marvel Legends crowd because I don't know if we've ever talked about Marvel Legends on the cast. I don't think so. I'm not a huge Marvel guy, but I mean, I I like it. The Cha'ad Build-A-Figure has been announced. Now, that means what to me? Or what to you, Strick? Do you even know who Cha'ad is? No, and I, I didn't even want to take a guess at how to pronounce that name. Uh, because it's uh, it can be pronounced a couple of ways, I think. It might get yourself in trouble. <laughs> it's, it's up for your own interpretation, I think. Uh, so I I can't even really explain who that who this is. Uh, it's an X-Men. Why, why, am I, why am I even bringing this on? I'm bringing this on because I had this retro figure back in the day. It was never like... I had no idea who this person is. So I was never playing with him like... You know, as Chad, it was just like another bad guy, like for Power Rangers to fight or something like that. So I had him. I played with him a lot. And now it's just cool that, you know, they're doing they're doing him in uh, Marvel Legends. Uh, I think from what I understand, he's actually a recycled body from the Abomination Build-A-Figure from Captain America that they did a couple of years ago. So I think some people are disappointed, but the fan of this figure in me... For the retro figure, that's kind of bubbling up and just sort of like nostalgia, just like, ooh, I like that a lot. So, <laughs> I was going to say, cool. like, is this is this like scratching an itch or anything? Uh, it, see, it's scratching an itch. It's like if it was a standalone figure, I, I might consider picking it up. But the fact that you got to buy like what? What is it like six other figures? Oh, <laughs> it's, it's the one you got to build. Oh, yeah, man. It's yeah. kind of turning me off. I'm going to speak to the retro figure just because that's why we're even talking about this. The action on that figure is you lift the arms all the way up and back, and then there's a lever on his back that you hit, and he throws them forward. So you're supposed to, like, put a figure on his arms, and then he chucks them. That's the action. Hmm. The only thing is, when you have his little companion pet, little white pet that sits on his shoulder, when you have that plugged in, you can't really throw the figures. It kind of gets jammed up on that pet. But when you take it off... He's got that nasty-looking peg that's sitting on his shoulder. <laughs> Awful. Oh, it was what a quandary I was always in as a kid. <laughs> it was always stressful playing with him because it's nope. like, do I do, do I lose the pet or do I keep him on? And oh, what a mess. Still love that figure. Excited to see the Chaad build a figure. All right, I got a I got a quickie here. We got some some Lego to talk about. This was just announced maybe a day ago, two days ago. The A-frame cabin. Mm. Mm. You checking out that A-frame? Now, th- that's an A-frame if I've ever yeah. seen one. If I know architecture, that that'd be an A-frame. So this is $180 coming out of the Ideas line if I'm not mistaken. Maybe not. Yeah, it's an Ideas uh, project here. I like this. Wanted to get your opinion. What do you think of this thing, man? You know I like this. You don't have to ask me. I knew you'd like this. 
<laughs> yeah, man, I love little scenes like this. Just it, it's such a little generic scene that it's just so good for play value. I agree, man. I really like this set. If I had some kind of cabin in the woods, I'd be buying this instantly to just like sit there in that cabin in my A-frame. I'm not going to talk too much about what you get here. I mean, it's like an A-frame style cabin if you don't know what that looks like. Basically just looks like a big triangle. Got a little bunch of little scenes. There's some indoor play, some outdoor play. What I really want to point out here, man, do you see on the front of this thing in the bottom section where they got that stonework, like the gray stonework? Mm-hmm. Can you venture a guess at how they achieved that? Ooh, I'm probably not going to get this, am I? I? You might be able to. So, you know, um, Thor's little hammer? Oh, wow. No, I wouldn't have gotten that. Bunch of little hammers just sticking out, like kind of looking at the top of the hammer all in a row to make those really nice stone shapes. So that kind of thing is just like clever building. I love seeing that in Lego sets. I imagine there's like way more of that in the set. There's just like a lot of cute little details. Um, yeah, I really like this set. Um, a little yeah. expensive, but at $180, probably wouldn't buy it for myself. But yeah, it's it's a cool one. Let me tell you, this set is going to soar in value if they ever release a Jason Voorhees Lego minifigure. <laughs> I think you're right, man. It's Gator Golf. Hit the ball in his mouth to score. The Gator will toss it back out. Gator Golf. Hit the ball in his mouth. Gator Golf will turn all about. You take a shot, Dad. Okay. Gator Golf. Get your club, get your ball, and then get down to the links because we're going to play some Gator Golf, dude. <laughs> get ready, Gator Golf. Uh, so, what we're going to be talking about in this segment, also, we have Don't Make Daddy. I don't have a great intro for that, but <laughs> we're just talking two classic games, at least as classic as the, the 80s and 90s. Um, Gator Golf, and I don't even know if I need to intro these, but um, Motel, why don't you give the give the viewers some some little background on Gator Golf? Like, how, how do you play this boy? Uh, it's it's a small plastic gator that you plop on the floor. He opens his mouth up, and you try your best to put a golf ball into his mouth, and then if you get it in, he chucks it back to you. That's the long and short of it. The reason I wanted to bring these two on, uh, and then Don't Wake Daddy, I think a lot of people know. Sorry, I'm jumping around a bit, but Don't Wake Daddy. It's a little bit of a board game. You are picking up, or you're spinning, actually. You're spinning uh, this little wheel, and then you're landing on the different spaces, and you basically try not to wake Daddy. I did a horrible explanation of of, <laughs> of that. <laughs> a horrible job explaining that. But uh, essentially, you're just trying to move around the board and not land, or not pick up the Daddy cards, um, because then you get to push the button, and then the little Dad pops up out of the bed. I think most people know don't make daddy i don't think we really need to go over these but um the reason i'm bringing these on we got two of these we got both of these games for christmas uh new and they're just not really living up to what i remember at least gator golf was not so do you remember in the retro gator golf did you have that motel the green one i didn't have it but i've seen the commercial enough to write a six-page paper on it because okay. that was playing all the time <laughs> I think everyone knows the commercial for sure. It's like the green gator, you put it down, he flips it back to you, and he does a little spin. Do you remember the little spin? I mean, that'd be my thesis statement. Absolutely. Yeah, you remember the little spin. So the new gator does not spin, and he does not, he he barely gives you the ball back. He like pops it up, and it kind of comes back to you. Not really. All around, it's just a huge disappointment, uh, I have to say. Have you played it at all? Like, played the new one, or you've never played it in your life? Okay. To jog your memory, you actually did gift me this when we graduated college and I moved into my first apartment. Do you remember Oh, yeah, that? you're right. You're right. Yes, I did. Uh, beyond, I, I, I don't think it's changed that much since then. This is kind of similar, for, at least from the video that I, I've looked at. Uh, and I think the biggest disappointment that we had back then and where I think it is now, when you make the putt and he chucks the ball back, he shuts his mouth and doesn't open his mouth back up. Yes. That defeats yes. the whole purpose of throwing the ball back to me. <laughs> yes. So that's gripe number two is that the ball doesn't come or the ball doesn't come back and he doesn't open his mouth back up. So yeah, all around a really frustrating product, a really annoying product. We we played with it on Christmas Day and in within like two seconds, uh my son was annoyed with it, and then within like five seconds I was annoyed with it. So I I can't unrecommend gator golf enough at the moment one of my favorite games from my youth uh yeah. and it's it's just tarnished its name yeah. is tarnished it's a shame like 
if you're really going to skimp on like the gimmicks and all that, I think you really need to like build out more of a course, like provide obstacles. Like yes. th- there's nothing here other than I'm sure this is probably the only par one uh, <laughs> golf, <laughs> golf hole in the entire world. Uh, so I really think it would benefit to add like, I don't know, a bridge or something to like put over or I guess keep it in theme, maybe like shoot it through a log uh, because it's either make par or you're, we're, we're all just getting bogeys. I agree. There's there's a lot more that could be done. I'm thinking of returning this and then buying a retro one just because mm. I miss like I was just so excited myself to be like, oh, I love this game. Like you put it and actually, you reminded me of the, the one I got you and I remember the frustration we went through. I totally forgot it. Um, yeah, you'd put it in and he would kick it back and it would do a little spin and then it would pop the mouth buck open and you were just like, all right, you're, you're like, it's the next person's turn. It was the best. And it's uh, it is awful, awful, awful product. Yeah, I, I did uh, watch both videos back, uh, the retro commercial and the commercial for this new product. Mm-hmm. And I did love how they had to include the element uh, in both videos, the element of shaming the father uh, for not making the putt. <laughs> that's a, that's tried and true. That has not changed. <laughs> Nothing sells a product more than when you showcase that an adult is incapable of enjoying it to the degree you're enjoying it. Just a dad goofing. Just like anytime they got the dad goofing, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, that retro commercial, though, that is so satisfying. When the gator, when the animated gator swallows it, he like, I guess the narrator's like, gator golf. And then the gator swallows it and he's like, oh. (laughs) <laughs> and it pops it back. Oh, dude. So satisfying. It's, a, it's such a memorable commercial. Speaking of memorable commercials, I want to get to the next game. Don't Wake Daddy. So this this one's on here for the exact opposite reason. This game has not changed an inch since it was since I remember playing it. So you can watch that retro video. I linked to it in the show notes. That's pretty much what you're buying when you buy Don't Wake Daddy. I was for sure, because I was so disappointed with Gator Golf and Don't Wake Daddy. We got at the same time on Christmas. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to be disappointed with this thing. I remember like the hat was there and it flipped up and it popped off when you when you did the daddy. And just like remember the click of the bed. It's the same, man. Like it is exactly the same from what I remember. Um, did you play a lot of Don't Wake Daddy as a kid? Or you remember like the bed well? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Hasbro. They were like, we did this exactly right the first time. Why change it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Admittedly, I'm not an aficionado in it. <clears throat> and I. I think that's because the only Don't Wake Daddy version I had was the travel size version. Mm. So, you know, there's an asterisk next to all of my opinions here forward. But <laughs> I think I think it was the same. I'm glad to see it, it hasn't changed. I, I'm yeah, I was very pleased. I was like, all right, well, there's there's hope in the world now that they're not ruining everything uh, that they're releasing. I'm here for it, man. I'm glad you own this. This 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 to me feels like a game that you would have made fun of me for playing and you never owned it. No, I own that, this game. <laughs> it does it I does feel that this. it does feel that way though. I I see where you're coming from. But no, yeah, I I played this as a kid and I I remember enjoying it. Uh it's like it's pretty simple. Like it's not it's kind of over before it it, it starts cuz you you've already messed with daddy a couple times before you start the game. <laughs> Yeah. It's like a it's a it's a, a, a lamer version of mousetrap. Like you've already played yes, with it. Yes. Enough. That's the perfect way to describe Don't Wink Daddy. Is there are there any other games that you've come across or like either some from your past that you're hoping to replay with your, your kids where you're like, I hope I hope to God they have not changed that game or like one that you know about that's changed so much where you're just like, Well, I don't even want to play that. I want to get the retro one. I'm not too worried about that. The only game that came to mind as soon as you said that was forbidden bridge and i'm not worried about it because i own that game it's the game i had from childhood so that is currently lying in wait the only other one that comes to mind for me is Candyland, and mm-hmm. that the board has changed so many times over the years like i would it's a, it's actually going to be a debate in our house which one we end up going with because i definitely want a retro board and there's there's like one that came out between the 80s and the 90s i think and i have one version of it my wife had another so it's going to be a little contentious when we got to get Candyland in the house. Are you telling me there's different characters or they just they all look a little different? Wait, do you not know this? Oh, gosh, no. What I have egg on my face now, don't I? What, what's what's going on? Oh, I thought you were just deep into the Candyland lore like I am. Yeah, they, they've changed the board a lot of times. Um, maybe not a lot, but at least like four or five. And yeah, different characters. So they change characters slightly. Like it goes from like 
Queen Frostine to like Princess Frostine. And then there's like a different person at the end and like Gloppy is there and then he's not there. Oh, so gosh, like, I feel so ignorant. I just assumed that the board had not changed. <laughs> so, no, yeah, it's it's pretty different. And yeah, there's there's a there's like a version in there when we were kids where you might have had like an older dated one where like they were slightly different. It, even they they just looked a little different. Maybe like Plumpy wasn't there. It, this is for another time, man. We'll we'll talk more board board games. Maybe uh, that's that's gonna be one that's coming into the house soon. I would imagine probably maybe around the birthday time in May. So maybe we'll talk about it in May. Like Jinkies, man. Come on, Scoob. <laughs> oh, come on, Scoob. <laughs> yeah, dude. <clears throat> Scooby Dooby Doo. Where are you? That's what we are talking about. Uh, always nice to bring Scooby onto the cast. I think we brought him on a couple of times uh, way yeah, back when. But we're talking about Wendy's uh, and their promotion that they're currently running. It's uh, Scooby Doo. And what they're doing, they're providing us with five sets, five or six sets of these like cardboard pop-out dioramas of Scooby-Doo. Each set includes Scooby, uh, another, an additional member of Mystery Inc., and one of the monsters in each set. So you would think at first glance, this is like, you, I would kind of poo-poo on, on, on this idea. Yeah. And I mean, I get it. We're, we're living in different times where it's like, you know, we're really trying to put more paper toys out there, less plastic, more, more cardboard. I get it. I get that whole movement. It's, it's nice to see, honestly, when I look at this, like when I'm looking at these images online, it's visually appealing. They're all great dioramas. They're great scenes as a collector. They would be nice to open up, pop, pop together and, you know, just set up all nice next to each other. I think they would all look nice together. So, I mean, I, I gotta be honest, with you, like I'm, ex- I'm kind of excited about these, like in a way, in, in a very weird way. I'll, I'll, I'll come from like, like being a kid, and then I'll come from like the collector aspect. Being a kid, I think it's like not bad. I could see, I could see my son enjoying this, actually for a little bit. Like I honestly, he'd probably play with this just about as much as he would play with like an action figure with a little diorama. And you wouldn't get anything like that traditionally, so that's kind of cool. That you get way more. Just in, in like one toy. Are those little bases that they're in in plastic though? That's another thing I wanted to talk about because, yeah, the two Mystery Ink characters that you get in each set, they come on these like wobbler platforms. I guess that's like the gimmick so they can like wobble around and there's like action or I guess quote unquote. So yeah, there's already plastic there. My whole thing is here, if you're going to even give us any plastic, why can't you delegate that to like one Mystery Ink plastic figure in each of these yeah just one you know it doesn't it can be like a shelled out hollow minifigure like just a little tiny something that's plastic if you're already putting plastic in here you know otherwise like why why even put plastic in here at all i I don't i don't get it but yeah I, i think that would really save this and make this something that i would even consider picking up like now yeah that i think that's that's a miss uh good observation there yeah i agree that would make it instantly more collectible i i like it as a collector as well because it's like paper and going to get destroyed by every kid that opens it it Mm. makes it extremely collectible if you keep these things like minty even if you open it display it and like keep it pretty pretty nice like these things will get destroyed like paper's so hard to uh, find in the aftermarket anywhere so Mm -hmm. i like i like it from that aspect and I i think they just look cool i agree i think they look cool on a shelf yeah it's exactly yeah it's it's really collector friendly in that way like it's it's designed to like be set and ready to go but yeah the the wobble bases are there for play and then also what's there for play or i guess it's there for uh collectors to display how they want but each of these uh figures that are included they have a different face or different expression or whatever on the flip side of each of of each of them uh and the one that sticks out the most is the 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 ghosts or the monsters when you flip them over it shows their revealed face so it's like you know, the, the whodunit moment of the episode. So 
I think that's pretty cool. They did that with the uh, the Lego series as well. When you flip the Lego minifig head around, you got like the the uh, master mm. bitten person or whatever. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, that's clever. And the Mystery Ink gang, they all have their like, oh no, I'm worried and I'm being pursued by the monster face. And then you flip them around and they're just like, oh wait a minute. And then they got the the nice smile and smirk. They're like, eh, we got this. We got a handle on this situation. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I like these. So these are at Wendy's right now. Yeah, they're at Wendy's right now. I think Wendy's is doing like extended promotions now. I don't think they're like following footsteps of McDonald's and Burger King anymore. I think they're doing like a couple month long promotions. Well, that's which, nice. Yeah, which is nice because it gives you, you, you don't feel a sense to like run out to Wendy's every day and be like, did I miss it? Did I, am I missing something? Like, you know, you got, you got, you got your time. Not to rip on Wendy's, but I feel like they've always been ahead of the curb when it comes to providing you with paper and plastic. I feel like <laughs> in every single set, there were like two, at least two paper options, like booklets that you would call toys. Yeah, man. I remember like going, like getting something at Wendy's, getting a bag of food, and my my mom would like toss it to me in the back seat, and I'd be like, "Stop the car! There's no toy in here." <laughs> and then she's like, "Yes, there is." I'm like, "Oh yeah, look at this, a book." Oh gosh. Yeah, man. Oh, uh, that's you know, Chick Fil A only gives out books. Yes, I did know that they they were going down that road some for for some time. Yeah, we uh we have a lot of those Chick Fil A books. It's like one of the only fast food things that uh, my son can eat. So we we have we have a good collection going of of the Chick Fil A books. Is it still all just like religious stuff? I don't know if any of it's religious anymore. Maybe there's some of that mixed in, but no, nah, it's like um they have different authors do specific books for it, or they'll uh, okay. they'll just like kind of shorten down classic stories. So they're not bad. Like it's it's actually decent for like getting with a little meal. When let me ask you this: Whenever you think of Wendy's, do you get kind of like a mustard taste in the back of your mouth? Um, no, nah, I just I think of the Baconator, man. I think of that bacon. Mm, yeah, the dude. Tri- the triple. Oh well, no! Are you? Did you get the triple? <laughs> get out of your mind. Maybe sometimes the double if you were like you know feeling a little frisky. But nah, you just get the regular Baconator. Real quick. Do any of these uh, Scooby-Doo episodes strike your fancy? Like, do you recall them? Did you enjoy them? I watched a decent amount of Scooby-Doo as a kid. I feel like this is one of those properties that crosses over well for us. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I watched this at my, my uh, mom and pop-up's house. It was often on the TV when I was getting watched by them. Uh, the, the uh, was his name? The Creeper? He always, he was like always kind of a classic villain for me. I always remember that episode. Oh yeah, dude. He's in here. I don't know if you saw... I did, yeah. I was I was searching through. I always look for the creeper. He's probably one of my favorite villains from Scooby Doo. Oh yeah, not spoilers, but it's the the bank president is the ends up being the creeper. <laughs> See, I don't <laughs> remember any of the, his uh, own safe. <laughs> I don't remember any of like the who it was. Like I'd love to rewatch and be like, oh, it was, like see how obvious it was. Obvious it was from the beginning. Like oh, of course it was that person. Yeah. Oh, I would love to have, be able to go back and just watch Scooby Doo now and digest these episodes. <laughs> Yeah, man. Who you has got the a, time? You got a good excuse. You got a kid now. I'm True. definitely going to jump into these at some point soon. Specifically for the Creeper episode, do you remember the uh, Chase song that happened? Oh, no, but I know you do. Yeah, it was the, I'm in love with an ostrich. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Classic. <laughs> By, uh, what's his name? Austin Roberts? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Those are wow. gems. Those are so good. Well, you you like showed me those in college. You're like, this these are actually really good songs. <laughs> we just Dude, used to listen to them. I remember we wanted to like play them and like learn how to play them for our band. And it was just oh, like yeah. these are way too difficult. <laughs> oh, you couldn't find any information anywhere. Like nobody yeah, nobody broke down the songs. The if you can't find the chords online, we're like, all right, we're out. <laughs> yeah, forget it. We're do the easy stuff. This is something I would like to continue to do, like just serve this beat this uh fast food promotions beat yeah man uh, i kind of want to keep bringing this on just you know seeing what's going on uh what's being offered so yeah this is definitely something that I, and i have done it in the past but i want to be a little more consistent with it so uh we'll definitely be talking about more fast food promotions uh, in future casts hot wheels ultra hot seat sold separate with metallic paint and high speed wheels they're ultra cool and that's what makes them ultra hot Hot Wheels, Ultra Hot Speed Seeker, Flame Runner, Wind Splitter, and Solair CX4. Each sold separately, some cars not for use with some sets. New from Hot Wheels by Mattel. All right, Mattel. Get in the fast lane, dude. We are talking Hot Wheels, Ultra Hots. 
You got your eyes. You got your eyes on these boys. Mm-hmm. Ultra hots. Now I am no authority, so I'm gonna walk through this as gingerly as I can and not step on anyone's toes. These ultra hots tracks, mostly the tracks, the cars. I think this is based off of a, a 1984, around the 1980s kind of version of Hot Wheels. They had these ultra hots, so there's a little bit of history here. The cars are basically like neon. They're pretty boxy. They're like 80s vibes to them. What I really care about here, man, are the tracks. You got the, you got your eyes on these tracks, dude. Oh, I'm looking at them. So you got a couple track options here. Um, and, and what I like about these tracks is that they're pretty classic. It's just like flat on the ground. You got a couple loop-de-loops. You got some cross sections where you could, you know, get into some trouble. You got a little, uh, you know, jump in one of these. And you got like pretty classic, just like, you know, shooter mechanisms. I think one is motorized where it's got like, you know, the kind of fast rip to it. And I just really like the classic appeal of these tracks. Definitely. This was like ultra hot. So like they had Hot Wheels and then to like make it pop, this was like the next thing. Like Hot Wheels, ultra hots. Like you think you know Hot Wheels, it's ultra hots now. Yeah. That's, so that that's what it's playing off of. And yeah, it, it's so nice. Like it's like a nice retro card. Yeah, man. I, I, I saw these and I was like, that's what I want. Like those are the tracks that I remember. Like they, they as some, like we always kind of like, not laugh at this, but we're like, oh yeah, they're just, you know, hitting the nostalgia vibes or on this or like, you know, pressing all the buttons so that some, some dad will walk through the the target and they'll, he'll see this and they'll just be like, oh yeah, that looks like the one I had. Like, let me get him that Ninja Turtle or whatever it is. But like, yeah. it totally worked on me because everything else that I'm seeing from Hot Wheels, it's just like crazy gimmick thing up in the air. Like this, just this insane, huge monstrosity. And I'm just like, where are the classic just tracks, man, where you're just like doing simple jumps? And like, I saw these and I was like, yes, like this is what we're buying. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. I, this was under the tree at Christmas time, the uh, specifically the uh, Ultra Hots Wild Drive drag race where you got the two drags and then you got the two loops and the little cross section. Hmm. It works about as good as a Hot Wheels works, which is like 50% of the time, um, especially with a loop. Uh, and I put them together as as perfectly as I could, and it still <laughs> didn't quite work every time, which is always fun to have a kid be like, "Why didn't it? Why isn't it working?" You got to use the performance, uh, track performance cars that they provide you with. You can't be putting like oil tankers on there. I'm putting like, the, the right cars, man. The front loaders. They're giving me the cars. I'm putting them on there. I'm, I'm not messing around with the cars. And yeah, it wasn't it wasn't working too hot, too ultra hot um, each mm. time. So they they came out. They were like, all right, for a day, they got put back in the box. And I don't know how often they're getting taken out again. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually kind of had my eyes set on the uh, Hot Wheels Ultra Hot's downhill loop jump. That yeah, looks man. good. That's, that, that looks straight out of like an Andy's room in Toy Story, you know? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, they... I don't know why they went past some of this stuff. Or they they didn't really offer it for a while. I don't think because they were just like this is this is too tame. It's it's yeah. it's way it's not intense enough. It's not crazy enough. There's not enough like octopuses that are trying to knock you off the track. Not to you know mm-hmm. to each their own. But yeah, I think these are just a little bit classic and better. They also have this like <laughs> they also have this like hot stow and go thing that I saw for like a hot second, and then I was like that thing is so massive. Um, but I I I actually am considering getting something like this it's more of those like you know couple tiers kind of set where there's like a garage and then like the car just kind of goes around that there's like so but so many versions of the same exact thing through the years um and i think uh, this might be unpopular i think matchbox does this kind of stuff a little bit better so i think we're going to get some matchbox uh that kind of stuff for him like little like you know police station and stuff like that I'm I'm really into this. Like I'm really glad you brought this to my attention because as soon, I judged a book by its cover. As soon as you showed me the topic, I'm like, what could we possibly have to talk about? Like with with this stuff, and I'm just like, oh, yo, yo, man, like this is <laughs> nice. If my boy gets into Hot Wheels, like, I mean, what little boy doesn't? We're gonna definitely be picking this stuff up, dude. Like I am just about all in on this mentally, like already. I saw it too, and I was just like, yeah, this is we're we're getting some of this stuff. Like this is the stuff we're getting. Did you have anything uh, Hot Wheels related when you were a kid that you would like to see back in some capacity? No, not that I can really remember, like Hot Wheels related. I mean, like I've talked about it at length. The cars, <laughs> moving moving parts on cars is what we're mostly into in my household. So any any more of that, like if Hot Wheels did some of that, I'm always seeing like even on these uh, Ultra Hots, when you see them in the store, you're like, oh, wait, does the door open? Like it kind of looks like there's a crease there where it would open. So I looked at it for half a second. I'm like, nah, it doesn't open. So uh, just any any more of that, man. What about you? Do you have like specific stuff you're looking for? 
Well, there's this one classic set that I recall. It's called, it was like a theme of Hot Wheels City. I think it's derived from this like other series called like Pop and Go or, or something, where it's like this one, one or two story building that folds down and you can like pop it back up. And it includes one car. And the idea is to like drive the car into this like building, which is like a garage or something. And then you like press down the roof and it's like re- it's ready to like go on the go with you. I think that's the idea. I didn't understand that concept as a kid. And I was just like, why would I want to collapse this building? I just I didn't get it. <laughs> it didn't make sense to me. But I would like to see something like that back just because I remember it. I remember getting the car stuck in there and getting frustrated about it. Maybe some, maybe there's like one listener that uh, remembers that pretty uh, subpar toy uh, as well. <laughs> but sure, I'd like to see that back yeah, since that, you asked. <laughs> that sounds that sounds like a, a real winner of a yeah toy there, <laughs> dude. If it's on the go, you know it, you're. You got your Hot Wheels everywhere. You got to contain them. There you go. It would be nice. It would be nice if they collapsed a little bit easier. Some of these, like the putting the track together, it's not the hardest thing in the world, but it's definitely a setup process for a kid. Like it's, it's like, all right, this is an event. Like we're pulling it out. Like, here we go. Getting it set up. Like it's, it's not going back in the box for like a while. I'm kind of toy. Right. Yeah. So I, that, that would be a little nicer. One, I guess like random story to share since you asked just about childhood, nothing, nothing product related, but I, I do remember my first case of like adult sarcasm uh, when it came to my Hot Wheels cars because I had a ton of them and I like, you know, I got a bunch from my brother and mm-hmm. my someone got me one for like a birthday or something like that. And I think it was my grandmother was just like, you know, said some granny thing like, oh, you're, you don't have enough already, you know, or something like that. <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, what do you, I was like, I have a bunch, grandma. She's like, yeah, I know you don't have enough already. And I'm just like, what? Like, what are you talking about? So that's like my first my first run in with sarcasm. I always remember that. So like that's when you ask about Hot Wheels in childhood, it's like that's all I can think of. It's just that thought. That's what stuck with me. We kind of have a grab bag here. Uh, I'm not really one to make grab bags, but I didn't have enough to say about both of these things, so I kind of just smushed them together. Super 7, making the list again. We're talking about their reaction line, specifically. We're talking the Muppets. They're they're bringing out the Muppets uh, in their reaction line, which you would think I'm really excited about that. (laughs) You would think... But I'm not, man. These uh, these figures are unimpressive. Wow. So for those who don't have eyes on them, they are just starting putting out the Muppets. And the first two Muppets that they're starting with are from the house band, the Electric Mayhem, in Dr. Teeth and Animal. Which I guess if you're putting out two members of that band, I guess those are the first two that you want. I just can't believe they're kicking off the whole Muppets line with these two characters. Yeah, that's, that doesn't seem like the way to go about it. <laughs> So they're twenty five a pop. Yeah, I mean, we can talk price. It's 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 a tough conversation to have, but we can talk price. Twenty five dollars a piece. And it's crazy. Remind me of the scale on these. They're like they're not huge, right? No, no, they're they're small. It's uh, it's it's not a good scene. I, I'm usually in Super Seven's corner for all the nostalgia that they provide here, but man, this is it's getting out there. And you would think it'd be a slam dunk for me because I love the Electric Mayhem, but. No. Yes. Not feeling this. Uh, from even from the card backs, I'm not feeling this. Yeah, those are weird. I'm sure they're patting themselves on the back with like, oh, you know, this is like the the bass drum, like the iconic like mouth open, gold tooth, like Doctor Teeth, Electric Mayhem. But it's like, if I'm actually gonna be all in on the Muppets and collect every single reaction figure that comes out, which I mean, hopefully, because I like the Muppets so much, hopefully they go deep and they put out a lot of these figures. I mean, I'd like to see how far they go. But they're not all going to be on these card backs. If I'm somebody who's collecting the reaction figures, and I believe there's a lot, I would even venture to say there's probably more people that collect reaction in package than out of package. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I would like for all of them to have the same card back. Yeah. That's just me, personally. And I'm not really an inbox collector kind of person, so... 
I, I don't have too much ground to stand on here, but that would annoy me because, you know, they're not all going to have the same card back. Yeah, so. that would drive me absolutely bonkers. I was actually going to say, like, if I were to collect action figures, it would probably be Reaction just because they're so, like, consistently designed. And it's, mm-hmm. you know me, like, I love that kind of just, like, different characters in the same consistent design. Yeah. The animal card is especially so weird. He's so small and he's in the middle of this gigantic circle. I don't yeah, I don't know what they were going for there. It looks yeah. it looks pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. I yeah. like the figure itself. It's a shame that it's $25. Like if that was a $10 fig, I'd I'd be all over that thing. Like that thing's pretty cool. And they even have uh production shots uh with Dr. Teeth and Animal posing in front of the drum set. But where's the drum set? <laughs> Yeah, is really. Animal not going to get his drum set? He's He's got two sticks. He's just going to stand there. Like, come on, man. I don't like the vibe that they're putting out. I, me- I remember like them teasing this and I was just like, I'm listening. And here we are. And I'm just like, whoa, yikes. Um, there's a couple of things wrong here. And they're even giving him the glitter treatment. It's yeah. like translucent glitter. I'm just like, come on, dude. Like this should have been a slam dunk. Like it's Muppets. It's this should have been easy. I, I don't know. I don't really know what they're doing here. Kind of fumbling. Yeah, that's the part that struck me the most was, yeah, the translucent sparkle. I feel like we have talked about the Muppets uh, a lot on this cast before, but I'm, I'm curious. Uh, what's your opinion on the Electric Mayhem as a whole? I mean, I'd, they're, they don't mean as much to me as they mean to you, I think, is my opinion. Okay. Like, they're very background for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when I was watching them as a little kid, I just remember being like, oh, I like looking at Kermit and Fozzie, uh, Gonzo, like, this is fun. Like, I feel, I felt like they were like my friends, like, oh man, I just want to like hang out with them. They're so cool. And then you get to the scenes with the electric mayhem and it's a mess. (laughs) And it's just like, you see Dr. Teeth talking and I'm just like the the kid in me was like I want to just run to Fozzie and like give him a hug and like have him let me know when they go away you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes it was just they're too loud and brash and I just I, I didn't like them as as a, as a little kid I love them now but I mean as a kid I was just like I don't I don't really care to see them <laughs> <laughs> I kind of felt the same way about them yeah they were just like yeah when are, when are they leaving so like animal can kind of go back to being a little normal <laughs> when are they leaving yeah <laughs> I know you mean they they weren't big for me I watched Muppet Babies that was like my introduction to the Muppets so and they were not a part of that so they were kind of like oh well those aren't the main crew that made it into Muppet Babies Interestingly enough, I found out that they are act, they are putting out, I think it's like a six-episode series on just the Electric Mayhem on Disney Plus come March 2023. Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, Super 7 knows what they're doing. They're getting in front of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> getting out in front of that mess. Maybe this is, maybe they're glitterified in that one. Maybe that's why they put, picked it up the glitter. Yeah, so I'm curious to see where they go with this. Um, it's it's a strange release, in my opinion, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Also, I don't have much to say about this, but it was announced that Super 7 is releasing the Busy World of Richard Scary. I don't know if it's reaction. They just, they're, they're in bed with this concept. So I would imagine that's probably the cheapest, easiest thing to do is reaction. These figures probably would lend themselves to the reaction series. So I imagine they're going that direction. For those who don't know, The Busy World of Richard Scarry, it's like a a 90s cartoon based on books. (laughs) I'm not a a big enthusiast on The the Busy World. I think that's all you need. It's like Animal World. There's a worm. Lully the worm tries an apple car. Yeah. uh, Mainly deals with like a a family of cats. uh, Follows them around. Uh, But yeah, it's a a world of like anthropomorphic animals. Uh, It's like a hippo, a pig. You know, all that good stuff. Uh, Mr. Bananas, I think his name was. Yeah, yeah. I just, I remember hating that character. Oh, just because he was such too. A, he was such a dirtbag. <laughs> he was always trying to steal the bananas. And he just seemed like such a smelly old man that you just didn't want to be around. So that's the vibe he put out to me. Yeah, I remember not liking him too much either. I loved this show, man. I remember the show pretty well. I used to watch it a ton. I'd love to watch him back just to remember all the characters. There was like the dog police officer, I think. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm pretty sure. I I was well, well. You tell me yours, and then I have a question for you. What was your What was your impression of the show? The whole vibe of the show to me now, like from what I remember, was 
uh, lunchtime in summer because they air this on Nick Jr. So I had nothing else to watch but like Nick Jr. shows mm-hmm. in certain hours of the day. So yeah, I'd catch this on Nick Jr. So it kind of just feels like lunch for me when I think of this show. <laughs> yeah, man, I kind of remember that too. I would watch this at my mama and pop ups like in the summertime when my when we were out of school and my parents were working. Yeah, yeah, and I would watch. We would watch a lot of Nick Junior. Like this show. Yeah, dude. This one and Kipper the dog and Little Bear and stuff. We'd watch yeah. all that stuff. But um, yeah. Did you did you play the video game as a kid? No, oh, I can't even pretend, dude. It is good. <laughs> It is, it is, I want to go back to it, but it is, it's a, I think it was on Sega, I had it, and then there was a computer, computer game, it was probably on Nintendo too. You built like a house in it, and you just, there was this whole cool sequence where you had to like put the house together, and he's like nailing the roof. Oh, it's so satisfying. So, yeah, I'm curious what they do uh, with this line. Honestly, I remember back in the day, Tomy, I believe that's the company, they actually put out uh, five-point articulated figures. Uh, back in the day, really, like for play, like yeah, just like for for kids. I even remember seeing them in the store and being like, "I kind of like the look of those." I'm too old to buy those, though. Like I, I was at that state, so yeah, I def- they definitely exist, uh, and I, I would imagine they're a better quality because they were meant to be played with by kids. So I don't know. We'll see what the, the you know how they're pricing things now. They might be the same to pick those better figures up or better quality figures up on the secondhand market as opposed to buying these new figures for what we can only assume will be $25 a piece. So, who knows? I want to rewatch <laughs> this show. Thanks for bringing this on. You reminded me of yeah. it. Yeah, man. So, we're definitely going to keep our eyes and ears uh, open for for what's to come with, with this. I'm, I'm curious. Bring us in. Collection, 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 collection update. Beautiful, beautiful. I've got two collection updates. We already talked through a lot of stuff that we got for for Christmas, but these were we used to kind of like I didn't have enough to say about them, but we did get these. So the first one is I talked about this on the cast. Jack specific Mario World of Nintendo four inch figures. I bought a Mario figure for my son uh, because we had dry bones. I think I said that on the cast a couple casts ago, if you've been following along. And we needed, like, you know, you need a Mario to go with your dry bones, man. So he opened him on Christmas. He was pretty excited because he knows Mario at this point. And I, I'm considering collecting more of these. Uh, my link to your motel to, the, like, the full catalog that's kind of still available. You can get a lot of these characters. Just want to get your, like, broad strokes opinion on, like, how they're releasing these. Do you like this? Um, is this something you think you get into at any point? As far as, like, what is getting released? Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. They're, I think they're, they're doing a really good job. I mean, they're continuing on from the line that we collected back in the day. I can't believe it's been that long. Like, I've, when... I still remember when they first announced this and we were like all over it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm glad that they're continuing to to release figures. I don't I have maybe like one suggestion, but I, I think they're mostly doing it right. The figures themselves are like pretty solid, like great articulation, pretty good knock around, good price point. I think it's still ten dollars for these, which is like insane that they're still ten bucks. You know, not the most high quality figures, but it's what you want. It's just a kind of a knock around does a great job depicting the character. I like how much they kind of re-release like Mario in his various forms. And it's pretty easy to get just like a regular Mario in these. They do a lot of re-releases, which we kind of knocked on in the beginning. But I think if it's like Mario, just classic, like whatever, that's fine. Um, Because like kids are always going to want Mario and like Luigi's always kind of back in the mix um, there. I feel like they made a good choice of going down to just the Mario cast, but they're kind of missing the boat of like at least one kind of chase figure. I don't know if you agree with that, but like just kind of bring in something from outside the Mario world like they used to have with like the Star Fox line and all that stuff just to kind of keep it exciting for like the parents that are kind of interested in this or maybe even some of the kids you want like Metroid in there and you want you know Zelda yeah like that's that's what you're talking just throw that in like just throw in a link like with make it Mario Koopa Larry Yoshi and then Goomba and then like yeah just throw like Link and have have them be like one in a box or something like that just to make it a little more exciting of a line I don't think for kids that stuff's as iconic so I, I feel like that's probably why they're kind of clipping that stuff out just because 
I mean, when you're collecting Mario, I mean, do you, do you re- is it is like Link synonymous with Mario? You know, I mean, I mean, to probably older adults it is, but like if they're really trying to capture kids market here, he's adjacent, and that's why I'm saying like maybe one per box, like pretty much just for collectors or parents that are like, oh, yo, like Link, yeah, like he's cool, he's like adjacent to this property, like yeah, let's pick up a Link. I I think that's like a slam dunk idea. Like they should they should be thinking about just like slowly dripping out like with each wave one character from a different license just for like the collectors out there and, and maybe some of the parents or you know some of the kids that are like oh yeah well there's like Metroid there's a newish Metroid game out like I'm sure yeah. some kids know Met or uh, Samus yeah man I like this line a lot um, I'm gonna continue collecting it I don't know how deep we'll go because there's a lot of stuff going on but I at least want those Koopalings dude all right well that's what I, that's what I had on the Jack's front and then real quick I threw this in last second the Hess truck dude we got us a Hess truck in this house. I'm glad you brought this on, dude, because we completely omitted it from the holiday cast. I know. Shame on us, dude, because this Hess truck this year, no joke. I know we joked about this thing a little bit. This is a good Hess truck. It's a flatbed truck with two hot rods, and both hot rods have lights, working lights on them. The truck makes lights, tons of noises, and I don't think it's too expensive. Like, if you just get it, I think it's like around 30 bucks. It's like a solid all-around truck like it's one of his best trust me this was a slam dunk knock out of the park extra credit like this they they did it up on this truck this is what you want in a hess truck yeah and you're saying most years they do not do that they've fallen flat the past couple of years yeah yeah i I remember even looking at this like before the before we uh, recorded our last cast and i was just like i don't even know what what there is to say about this truck just because they nailed it yeah <laughs> it's not it's not even going to make good content because it's not funny to pick apart cuz i think it's great <laughs> it's really good like he like my son loves this truck out of all the trucks like he'll go to this one now um and play with it a lot because yeah it's solid it's got the two cars that go on top like it's just what you want the doors open on the side pretty sure oh yeah there you go you guys were sold yeah dude i I mean honestly that's the stuff he checks immediately he's just like doors open nope all right lame like he <laughs> is just on to the next if it, if the doors don't open because like it's like half the play is it's just like popping stuff open and messing with it and like if it doesn't have that many features it's like forget it what do you got man what's new in your life I have not been buying too much. Some of the stuff that has trickled in, one being uh, this nice little addition that I've, I've been looking for for quite some time. Let me start off by saying we are talking vintage micro machines, and we're not talking little cars. We are talking the Power Ranger sets that came out back in the day. I'm sure all the micro micro machine aficionados out there got really excited when I said micro machines, and then they got really disappointed when I told them that we're talking about the Power Rangers. <laughs> I feel like it is such like a stain on the Micro Machine name to have stuff like this. So I feel like if you're collecting Micro Machine stuff and you end up like being like, okay, I love Micro Machines to the degree where I'm just going to collect anything Micro Machines, you you eventually get to this portion of Micro Machines and you're like, oh God, do I really want to go down this hole and collect Power Ranger figures under the Micro Machines moniker? Did they, well, did they do other licenses like this where it's not very vehicle heavy and it's just a lot of like little figures? That's the thing. They've done like Star Trek, Star Wars, Aliens, but all of them kind of had like some sort of vehicle element in here. (laughs) Power Rangers basically doesn't have anything but like a couple of the motorcycles, and that is it. <laughs> Everything else is figures and zords and monsters. I mean, it was right up my alley back in the day. I, I loved uh, buying this stuff. And what I what I collected, let me start off by saying, the 1994 collector set, so it's, it's called the Mega Battle Collector Set, where it contained all of the Power Ranger figures, uh, some putties, it contained all of the monsters, all of the Zords. So it had the Megazord, the Dragon Zord, and Titanus. You could get all of those separately in different sets. This just brought them all together, and it included a, a, a rare recolored Megazord mm-hmm. and an, a special Alpha figure. It's kind of hard to find on the aftermarket. It doesn't cost too much, but you know you're, you're paying probably ten, twenty, thirty dollars depending on condition for this recolored Megazord uh, nowadays. Which, I mean, it's understandable because it was only sold in this big collector set, so I imagine not many people bought this big collector set, so it's harder to find. So, 
I eventually did find this Megazord a couple of years ago. It's not in great condition, but I found it it's special to me because I found it in a flea market and I found it in like a dig bin. Mm. Uh, so I got it for 25 cents nice. and I was super, super, super stoked. And I could barely like hold it together <laughs> when I found it. So I was just like, <gasps> unfortunately, when I found it, it did not have the sword. I mean, understandably, it, you know, it's, it's a little tiny, tiny thing. It didn't have its sword accessory. I mean, whatever. I picked it up, but I've been displaying it in my set with a replacement sword that was from the original Megazord. So it's like a gray sword that does not go with this black and red, beautiful recolored Megazord. You can't have that, and it's man. it's always bothered me. <laughs> you can't have that. Can't have it. It's been such an eyesore. <laughs> so I've always been like tucking it behind figures, just pretending like I've had, like, you know, it, it, I'm just trying not to even see it. All the, you know? all the people that'll notice when they walk in, yeah. Finally, I was able to uh, source it on eBay uh, got it for a decent price, and it's now complete. Uh, finally. Quick question on this: Did you did you buy the whole figure? Did you buy a whole box to get the sword? Or did you no, buy the little no, no, sword no, no, itself? No. <laughs> Just found the little sword itself. Um, I would I would not be a monster and open up. <laughs> <laughs> the 1994 packaging just to have the little tiny sword now that's what do you think that runs do you know do you know off the top of your head like what in package the whole the whole set it's not crazy it's it's i mean you could probably get it for like a hundred some dollars like it's nothing insane but it's one of those things where it's a problem accessory wherein it's not up for sale every single day of the week and I don't want to buy a gigantic lot that includes it in it and pay all this money and then have to resell stuff. I just found one that was reasonably priced and I'm like, yeah, do it. I want to correct that and I can sleep at night now. Like they knew what they had and they, they just priced it pretty well. Yeah, they priced it very, yeah, they priced it fairly and no muss, no fuss. You just pay the money and there it is. I don't have to resell anything to get money back as I often do. So very, very happy with that. I guess this is a good time to just update you like the, the, the collection wall. It's looking good. I think I mentioned last cast that we moved into a new house. So all my shelving is up. All my figures are set exactly right. So yeah, man, this this just elevates it just knowing that it's now correct. The creme de la creme. Yeah, man. Well, we made it to the end. Uh, a little Yeah. First episode of 2023 on wax, man, officially. On wax. Uh, Something else we didn't talk about. We really want to, you know, get some more engagement on the cast as well. So definitely drop us a line at toytalkguys at gmail.com. Uh, leave us some reviews in the uh, Apple Podcast Store, Spotify. I think we'll be able to see those. Or just, you know, reach out on like Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Definitely want to get um, anything that you guys are interested in hearing about, any like toys that you're looking at, potentially considering to buy for yourself or for your kids, whoever. We just want to get a little more fan involvement this year as well. Looking forward to what 2023 has to offer. Uh, love to hear from you. We, we do get emails, uh, but we would love to hear from more people. Uh, definitely want to just get more people involved. Uh, build this community out. Absolutely. Um, well, that's going to do it for us today. If you'd like to stay up to date on all things Toy Talk Guys, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Just search for Toy Talk Guys on any of these platforms. Uh, please give us a five-star review in the Apple Podcast if you can, and don't be afraid to tell a friend about the show. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you guys again next time. Talk.